joining us here with Ask a Historian. I'm Matthew Wilkinson, historian with Heritage Mississauga. We invite you to send in your questions to us at history at heritagemississauga.org, and we'll explore the fascinating stories of the city of Mississauga. Like, subscribe, and follow us, and stay, stay connected with Heritage Mississauga. Joining us this week for Ask a Historian is Daniel Wong. Daniel is the artist behind the Grange comic book series with Heritage Mississauga, starting way back in 2013, having produced 12 comics and currently working on issue 13. We won't give that one away. That'll be a surprise yet to come. Uh, Daniel combines creativity and exceptional artistic talent towards bringing Mississauga stories to life in this graphic comic book series. And uh, Daniel, honestly, and, I, and I, I probably said this before, one of my highlights with Heritage Mississauga is working with you. So it's, Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I truly enjoy the process and uh, you, you blow blow me away every time. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know how you do it. So sure. we're, we're going to, we're going to ask you to spill some of the secrets on how you do. It. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so just jumping right in uh, our, our newest comic book, uh, hot off the shelves and uh, in, in my hands here, let's see if we can zoom it out a little bit uh, called legend of the heights. Um, and Daniel took a rambling story that we created and uh made it look good uh, and uh um so this is on the war of 1812 specifically on the battle of queenston heights um and uh, in part and part and parcel there with the death of isaac brock um but highlighting the role of the local militia the second york um so daniel i mean you take a story and you like i said you make it look good but you 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 create uh, a comic out of out of out of words out of out of a narrative story how do you take a story and create the the visual thing that we see in the comic book um it's there's a lot of elements it it you know when people look at a comic book they just see oh it's just a bunch of pictures uh it must be pretty easy to do uh but it's really quite an involved process uh very technical actually less it's it's there's a lot of technical despite it being a creative process so one of the first things that i do um if i were to break down from a procedural kind of point of view yeah. is uh i read the script obviously uh i get a feel for the message which is the most important thing right and then i try to distill out uh what can we do in the number of pages that we have so that's the first technical constraint is the number of pages. Right. Uh, then uh, I go about breaking down scenes per page, which, I mean, we've been working on this for over 10 years. So, so you guys have been, have gotten really good at giving me uh, a story outline that's already fairly well broken down. Right. So, so it's helped a lot um, in that sense. Uh, but, I, I, cr I cringe thinking back to our first one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, well, the, with, <laughs> with that first one, I mean, we had so little content to work yeah, with. Yeah, I know, I know. And we were trying to fill 12 pages. Yeah. Nowadays, what we're trying to do is like, oh, my God, we got way too much. And how are we going to cram all this in the 12 pages? Yep. yep. Right? So so that's, that's the essential. Uh, the first step is to break down and, and see whether we can... Uh, tell the whole story in 12 pages and oftentimes as you know we've uh, I've had to uh, omit certain details um, and see well does this fit the 
general narrative or is this superfluous to the main message? And then the next thing, uh, once, once I see the problem is you cannot break a scene mid page and then start another scene mid page. It's very jarring. So, so typically you, we try to uh, complete ideas or thoughts or dialogue on page boundaries so that there's no like hangovers and there's just this one panel on the next page that completes the thoughts of the previous page. So that's another technical constraint. So then once, once I have those, uh, an idea of what scenes should appear on which page, then I tackle each page uh, uh, as a thing on its own. Right. And uh, typically I aim for five panels, five to six panels on a page because any more becomes very dense or um, there's just too much going on. And then if there's dialogue for each of them, then the page gets littered with dialogue and, right. and not much room for you. So you have to find a balance between the dialogue and the imagery. And then, so I have to break down each page that, uh, or what's to be appear to appear on that page. I break it down into uh, panel chunks that make sense. And then there's a whole, other technical process uh, in that, and it's too too complicated or too much to really talk about. But the gist of it is, uh, I have to establish a flow from panel to panel, so that the reader doesn't have to think twice about which panel to read next and how to follow the dialogue. Does this dialogue is this dialogue go first, or do I read this panel first? So. That is very important because you're steering the flow of story. Now, we, we could um, compare this to say cinema or, or television where there's nothing but one panel on the screen. So when the scenes change, you, there's a camera change. Right. right. And the people might still be in that same scene they're still talking, but you're forced uh, by the flow of, of the, the medium to follow along so there's no you, you don't have to deal with that you don't have to think about it you just you don't have to think about it as a viewer you're forced right you don't you don't get to choose which <laughs> which uh frame you're gonna watch first right that go in sequence but on a page on a comic book page that is very important because if you're confused then you're gonna read may read the wrong thing then you, you might get confused about what where the story is and and the and with every storytelling medium uh, the main important thing is to keep the reader in the story itself. You don't want to break their immersion, right? right? You want them to start reading the page one to the last page and, and never break immersion. Basically, you're engrossed in the story throughout. So that, that is really important uh, in this particular genre of art. I, I'm always amazed in talking to you and it's not yeah. new to me, but it's still not embedded in my process mm. the way I think, but yeah. the psychology that, that right. it goes into the structure is, is yeah. something that I'm, I, I, I always enjoy that your, your take or your perspective mm. in creating the story. I think it's mm -hmm. a fascinating thing. And yeah. again, it does, it's not the way I think of the world, but when I right. work with you in the comic, it opens yeah. my mind to different ways. Right. Uh, right. 
So I thought, so what, what this particular comic, I mean, I'm just going to hold up, but we've got, we'll show some graphics too, but like okay, we, yeah. we see just different scenes that are here and, and the yeah. artwork is exceptional. I mean, the, 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 it's just an incredible storytelling that's going on in these, in the scenes, but also the, the narrative, but what were some of the, did, were there particular challenges in crafting the imagery for this comic? This comic, the, the, the biggest uh, challenge, uh, as I think I mentioned, complained to you uh, several times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, is is that uh, we're dealing with a historic? I mean, we we've been we we deal with historical in every case, right? Yeah. And in every case, we have source materials, uh, like with the first comic, the arrow, right? So I have to be able to render the arrow. I have to be able to draw the arrow, and then you know. Uh, luckily, you provide me with images that I can build uh, to, to be able to reproduce those images. Yep. Um, but in particular with the heights is uh, we have uh, 1800s military costumes. Um, all, the th all, the, all the trapments of that era. Right, you have yeah. the guns, you have the cannons, you have the carriages, the horses, um, the, the various uh, different types of gear, uh, uniforms, pad, bad, badges and sashes yeah. and uh, what colors they have to be, the types of hats. The, what, do you, what do you call the little plume? Uh, plume. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, the plumes yeah. are, are all unique. Tuft. In particular to each uh rank or character so that was uh complicated to for me to digest and and like every time i come across something that i have to reference and draw uh i have to like internalize it you you know what i mean like i have to grasp what that thing is right right in terms of a hat where's the brim where's the where just generally have an idea of the actual 3D object. Otherwise, it's hard to render in all the angles that they may appear um, in the way that I want to draw the scene. <clears throat> so with the copious amounts of <laughs> information there, that was that was uh, quite a bit of a struggle. Right. The other one is because we're dealing with a, a, a historical location that we know fairly accurately like there's there's a lot of uh historical data uh th therefore the constraint is i have to represent that uh, as accurate as the data right uh say for example when we did the comic on the council fire uh regarding the mississaugas uh you know there's a there's there is no visual record there is no there's very little there's a lot of oral his, history, but there may not be any. So, so a lot of that has to be uh, imagined. And interestingly enough, imagining it is a lot easier, like from a creative standpoint. Okay. Right, to render uh, the characters and draw the thing because there's there's a bit of artistic freedom. 
Well, I, I can see that. And that's a good segue to my next question, though, actually. Hmm. The thing that I worried about the most, and this is yeah. you know, just me writing and having all this historical information, as you mentioned, was hmm. capturing a, 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 an iconic moment in history, which is is the uh, the, the death of, of General Brock. I mean, right. there are there are full length books dedicated to the subject of the mm. and so and it's been it was captured in paintings uh you know yeah. obviously after the fact but it becomes one of those moment pivotal moments in canadian history right what was it like for you did you feel any pressure creating that moment uh in a graphic form no actually that See, was I'm, I'm amazed that came that. to me naturally yeah that came to yeah. me naturally okay. uh so so basically i you, you sent the paintings yes uh, depicting those things right and I looked at it and I thought, okay, so, and, and I think at the time I asked you, what would he have been doing? Would he have been holding his saber yep. out or would he, would he have, like, basically what would he be doing, right? right? And you told me that he'd be leading the charge, he would have his saber out and so forth. And that's also what is somewhat depicted in the, the paintings uh, yep. of the time. And then I thought, okay, well, I have to build, and now, now this is where the, how I broke down the panels come into play, right? Uh, each panel has to flow and, and feel kind of cohesive, like, or cognitively cohesive or locationally cohesive, okay. right? So he's running up the hill and then he gets shot. And so I'm just imagining myself holding up a saber, running up a hill, you know, with men behind me, nobody else in front of me, kind of. And yeah. and when I get shot, what is happening? Like, I feel like I'd be taken surprise by surprise. Right. Right. For me, as Brock, to be so bold as to charge up a hill as the first person yeah. implies I have this overwhelming confidence of winning this with this attack yep. right so for him to charge up the hill I, i'm picturing in my mind how i would feel right with with my chest out i'm just going and then oh i take a bullet it's like whoa i mean you so, think back in time he's probably at the height of his is uh, uh of his duty of, of his right uh, passion for what he's doing yes uh, and that old saying you know uh fortune favors the bold right like the, yes. the and then all of a sudden to have that right taken yes. yeah yeah so so that's that's what i imagine i put myself in that position and then i i i feel for how he would like what motion mm -hmm. what is the action that's happening uh so i try to represent that that feeling of like surprise like he's taken off guard he's in the middle of an action but at the same time there's the bullet uh takes him off balance Right. So there's that feeling of, you know, he's lost his footing, he's falling backwards. So that's what I, that's where the, I'm trying to convey. Yeah. I, I just, to me, I think you, you, you captured it. And uh, uh, I, I knew in, in drawing it, I don't know if I conveyed it to you that I thought that would be the most looked at portion of the comic because so many people in our world touch mm. on that moment uh i mean for us it's a but a portion of a larger story we're telling but but it's that moment that people really connect with and and right. uh, focus so I, I i i've heard nothing but but rave responses on the capture oh that's great <laughs> that's good <laughs> um, 
is, is there something you're particularly proud of? I, I'm always amazed at, again, I, mm. I used the word psychology before, but how you think and approach uh, a depiction or a scene. Uh, yeah. This comic, is there something that, you know, you were proud, you were mostly proud of, or if you, if it, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I don't really, I can't say that I have a, have one of those moments. Yeah. Uh, in particular with any of the comics. But as a general thing, I am typically proud of how I formulate the flow of storytelling on a page from page and then from page to page. That's really uh, what I pride myself in, in in my craft, Uh, because that is like in my mind is aside from the images, right? having the story flow together is very important. Yeah. It doesn't matter if your artwork is wonderful or, you know, it, or e- even if the story is wonderful, if the flow is jarring, it, it's not going to convey that story. Right. I, so, I, I, so I, I'm, I'm proud of that aspect. I was going to say that what blows me away was how you captured different components of the overall battle on the center spreads of, of mm. this comic. I think uh, just incredible. The, the amount of stuff that's going on in there and yet right. still reads cohesively. Uh, I think, I think you, I, I don't know how you do it, but you did it. <laughs> well, see, I mean, that I, I feel like uh, I, if, if I have to boast that, I think that is generally my strength is or at least I feel, I don't know, because it's, <laughs> I, I can't judge myself, right? Uh, but uh, uh, like that center spread was probably the easiest thing really? to do because there was creative freedom, right? right? I, I start off with, you know, I, I typically, you know, sometimes people think, oh, what the final thing you see is, was, what I started with. In fact, it, it isn't. I start off with very rough doodles and sketches and trying to get a feel for how to fit all these elements together on a page, right? And also have it look not, uh, or look balanced like visually or aesthetically. Yeah. And and as, as well, like if you look at that particular page, um, Everything on the left-hand side points towards the right, yeah. meaning I'm guiding your right. And yeah. we typically read left to right, right? So, so that is important. So, so I started. So, uh, yeah, it, it. How should I put this? So I, 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 I try to get those elements or those uh, necessary things to happen and I try to draw them and then I piece it on, on the page and go, well, that doesn't work. And then I have to go back to the drawing board and maybe change a couple things. And, and then sometimes, you know, as a creative process, things just come to you yeah. as you go, right? Uh, maybe the next day or following week and, oh, wait a minute, I'm struggling with this, how to depict this. Uh, uh, and and, and of course, trying to fit the dialogue too to also flow. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it's. I, I was going to say, I, th- I think what 
yeah. I, I've become familiar with it, but I think anyone reading not only this comic, but you know, keep in mind that that genre of creating comic comic books or graphic novels mm. is that sheer level of thought and methodical thought that goes into yeah. the creative processes. Yeah, is, that's is, what I mean is that there's so much technical. Yeah. There's a lot of technical uh, that people don't expect. Yep. Right? People don't expect that. I, after all these years, it still surprises me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yet, and yet you can freehand a cover like anybody's business. <laughs> oh, see, the covers are easy because it's a single image. Right. Right. It's a single image. All I have to consider is the logo and the title block. Right. And, and then those are movable. Like they have a general location. So I have to avoid those. Right. And right. not have any important visual elements you know hidden by those things so yeah i, th I think you've touched on this but it's kind of my, yeah, my sure. last question is, is you know, how what what is it what role can comics play in kind of those depictions of of history I, they are powerful and can be powerful and they can be a great source of education and, and uh, transference of knowledge but can you speak on that and kind of this this uh uh the, in broad terms, how a graphic novel can be kind of an effective and powerful tool for telling stories? Um, first of all, I think anything visual is immediately uh, easy to connect with because we're highly visual species, right? Right. That's why movies are so popular as a medium. The, the second thing, uh, I mean, the second thing is Unfortunately, with comics, we don't have the audio component. Like right. we can't, we can't embed audio, so the person needs to be able to read. So it's not as intuitive. So therefore, we need to guide them. But as a as a medium, why why it's why it's good? I think it's accessible. I think it's accessible, right? If you're if you are, in particular with history, um, you may not want to dive into a history text because it feels heavy uh you know for lack of a better word mm -hmm. it feels like you have to be prepared to dive in and and you know and you have to have the interest to begin with but with a comic book you go okay oh look it's a comic book right it's it's only and most comic books don't go more than 20 something 20 pages right? right unless it's a graphic novel in which case we're talking about novels and so so as a comic you know that you can spend five minutes right reading this it's, it's a short gonna, dive <laughs> yeah it's not gonna take up your day you don't have to set aside time you see it oh that looks interesting i'm gonna open it up and right. take a poke right and then if the images grab you, you you're you're more inclined to read the text and then it's really not that, yeah. So, so I think it's a good segue into like an introduction, like an easy, easily accessible introduction into a topic. Right, right. And and just like I said, beautifully depicted as well. Uh, how do people get in touch with you if they want to uh, explore uh, potentially? Uh, right now, just just by email. Uh, yep. I don't. Uh, I'm revamping my website, so it's down right now. Okay. Uh, I can't send you there um and can you just spell out your email we'll put it below but uh yeah just... it's uh it's oshoki2 at gmail.com so i'll spell that o s h 
O-U-K-I, number two, at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll post the link below. Uh, and just, you know, for anyone interested, uh, the Grange Volume 12, Legend of the Heights, is now available. It's You can pick it up at the offices of Heritage Mississauga for free, um, and um, uh, as well as all of the, the the previous issues as well that Daniel has uh, has uh, uh, lent his incredible talents towards since uh, since 2013. I, I can't believe here we are, you know, 12 in and uh, again 13 down the road. Oh, and uh, yeah, uh, keep them coming. There, it's an amazing partnership. We love working with you. And uh, so, Daniel, thank you for for joining us here. Oh, thank you. Uh, and thank you for everyone who turned in for uh, for Ask a Historian. Thank you for joining us and uh, keep sending in your questions. We'll explore uh, different parts of the history and the stories of the city of Mississauga each and every week. Like, subscribe, and follow us and stay connected with Heritage Mississauga. And again, pick up the Grange Volume 12, Legend of the Heights, and uh, send us your comments. So with that, again, thank you, Daniel, and uh, we'll look forward to our continuing partnership of working mm. together. Thank you.